I can't watch those kinds of things. It gives me such secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> Welcome back to Where's My Stick? I'm Danielle. I'm Kelsey. And today we are going to talk about everything that's happened since the last time we recorded. No, not everything. But we're really going to focus on racism, NHL, and the racism within hockey. So we'll start off, I mean, we're, I figure if you're listening to us, you already pretty much get know what's going on in hockey and what happened the past two weeks um, with George Floyd and uh, his murdering and just the riots uh, throughout the whole world um, and the protests. So looking specifically into hockey, um, I think the best way to start off is the responses by the te- or from the teams. So just to give an overview, nine NHL teams actually mentioned George Floyd by name in their statements. Uh, two used the phrase Black Lives Matter, but none of them called out police violence. And three made sure to express their support for law, law enforcement within their responses. So with that said, and like everything we know, what did you guys think of teams' responses, just overall? I wasn't impressed, but it's pretty much what I expected for the NHL. I, I agree with you, Kelsey. Um, wasn't really, you know, I've said this before, and I think I still, like, weeks later, I stand by it. I don't really know what a team could have said that would have made me completely happy because... Um, I mean, there's nothing happy about the situation. There's nothing that I would have felt vindicated um, if an NHL team would have said something. Um, You know, and a lot of the responses were just so generic and so just lackluster um, that, and especially from the teams that I care the most about. um, So, yeah, either way, I, I, I wasn't really surprised. Um. I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of surprised at the fact that almost all the teams did make some kind of response, because I feel like normally they kind of let the NHL do it, unless it's kind of like, um, like a region specific thing. So, I mean, they all kind of sounded the same to me, even though I guess there's variations in what the verbiage, I guess they all they all kind of landed the same with me, except for a couple of teams that were particularly bad. But yeah, I think I was just genuinely shocked that almost all the teams did say something, which was interesting. I was actually kind of surprised that only three or around three, um, like voiced support for law enforcement. I kind of expected like all of them to say that or be like, know we support efforts on like I don't want to say both sides but like yeah we like support efforts on both sides yeah I feel like honestly um teams needed to to read the room at that point yeah but I do get what you mean Kelsey because I mean the NHL and law enforcement are as thick as thieves so it is a little surprising to see that they they didn't specifically uh talk about that but I think that it was like important for each team to say that because so many other uh, sports leagues teams were speaking out. Like, I mean, 
I think basketball did like a really good job. If all you all the other teams in your city are speaking out ag- about this and the hockey team is it, it looks bad on the the hockey team. Yeah. yeah. So like, were there any teams that you guys specifically thought did a good job speaking on the issue? I think they were all kind of bleeding in to like one big statement in my mind towards the end because they all kind of released statements at around the same time. I can't really think of one that particularly stood out in a good way. Yeah, neither can I. I feel like um, as far as quote unquote best, um, I feel like it was really individual players that I noticed, you know, taking it further and really giving, I think, good statements. Which is fair because, I mean, they're only speaking on their behalf. Whereas, you know, a team has to speak on. Um, I would, I, I would say I thought that I think the Canes did pretty good on their, their statement. Um, I thought Vancouver did really good on theirs. Um, They said, we stand with all of you who condemn racism, hatred, bigotry, and violence. We live in one of the most diverse multicultural places in the world yet racism exists here too be kind and be understanding we can do better we're all in this together we can be positive force for change we invite you to join us in sharing in the hashtag different together and pledge on social media and encourage other others to take part in um and then like they had like a little tag like the hashtag different together and it's like to hold um people accountable and I like will vow to promote that and everything and I thought that was pretty cool because like again they're like trying to you know bring everyone into one community and like like with a hashtag I mean it doesn't necessarily like that hashtag's not going to save lives but like you know I get what they're trying to do and I I thought that was like really interesting um, and a little bit different than all the rest of the the responses from teams. Yeah, I think that that was, like, sort of a good way to try to engage their fan base and their yeah. community to try to, uh, you know, bring that support together. Were there any that you guys specifically thought were just awful? I remember specifically the the Blues and the Islanders were really bad. And they were basically, like, yeah, but we support cops, and, you know, we're still going to be there for them, so. Sorry about what's-his-name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, those are really bad. Those are the two yeah, I, was I was thinking, thinking of as well. the Islanders, um, but the Blues were not great as well. Yeah. Okay, so moving on, Kelsey uh, talked about some of the players' responses. Uh, what did you guys think overall on the players? Who had Tyler Sagan on their bingo card? <laughs> Obviously, I did. <laughs> I did. I I think like towards the beginning, I felt like a lot of the players' responses were really, really genuine. Like Blake, um, Blake Wheeler, Taves, and Sagan, and then like kind of as the um as the statements kind of kept coming out, I was I got more and more skeptical because they were just more basically of the same and a lot of like, I'm listening and learning, blah, blah, blah. I'll never know what it's like to be black. 
And then I'm just like, okay, do you guys all have the same agent slash PR person to help you write this? Like, I felt like um, as time went on, it felt less genuine to me from players. That might not that might not have been what it was like for the players themselves, but that's just how I read it, I guess. I think that's fair. I would agree with you. Um, there were some players that just knocked it out of the park, and I and I do agree. I think the earlier, the more sincere. There were some that re- got released later that seemed to be more sincere. It seems like they some of the players really like. I wouldn't say researched, but like kind of did their homework before they they spoke out on stuff. And like when I say that, I'm thinking of like Braden Holpe's response and mm-hmm. um, uh, Erica Branson's yes. response. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, Christy. Yeah. Um. So were were there any that you like that stood out as like really bad statements? <laughs> Tony D'Angelo. So, I have him blocked. I and I know I probably shouldn't, but he still comes up on my timeline, even though I have him blocked. I have his name muted. I still see people talk about him. I don't know what he said, but I can imagine how awful it was. It was basically like, I have black friends. Like it's so crazy to me that they've gone through like racism. I can't even Im- not like I can't even imagine. He's just like wow. Like I can't even like think about that like how they could go through that like whoa that's insane that was basically his um, statement and that's like the part that just like after a while of reading that like I had no idea that racism happened I just started getting madder and madder at people's responses because I'm like how like so you were just clueless like you just you had no sense of like any idea what was going on because this isn't the first time like George Floyd is not the first black man to be killed by the police I'm sorry murdered by the police and even after what happened to him he's not the last like they're like I just it just like made me mad because like so you just don't know anything and like not in a fun like cool like cute way like it was like oh you're stupid like no you're an asshole because like, I know you had to yeah. know that people are getting killed and you just didn't care. I think... And that was so infuriating, um, those responses. I was... I think I was kind of similar because I was trying to, like, conceptualize it in my head. I'm just, like... I was just, like, the Black Lives Matter movement has been going on since Ferguson, right? So since, like, yeah. 2014, it's been a thing it's not like people just started like we just started getting murdered by police so I was just like did you get like were all those protests for nothing did people not hear what we were saying for six years and I think my sister like she finally conceptualized it for me to make me kind of understand it a little bit better it's just that like we're all at home so like we actually have like the time to like look at things and actually absorb it and read what's happening as opposed to like when I guess the prior six years we all kind of lived in our bubble and we were all like busy doing other things especially think of like a hockey player like they're busy with the season so they can't sit down and actually think about that sort of thing I guess but (laughs) I was just like but then I was I was just like okay whatever I get it but then I was like to my 
to my sister. These are the conversations that we had. I was also like, um, the hockey world was racked with the racism scandal in the beginning of the year. Exactly. exactly. Akeem Alou had an article a few weeks ago. Like, exactly. Like, that's the thing is that, like, you didn't know about black people in general having, like, experiencing racism. Okay, whatever. I, I'm. I, I don't believe it, but, like, sure. If that's what you want to say, sure. But, like, it's happening in your league. You played with black people, black players who have talked about the racism that they they face in hockey, and you've done nothing. So, like, why now? Like, I don't even, I don't even know. Like, a part of me that, like, a really angry part of me just wants to be like, well, what's the biggest difference now? Like, you've seen racism, and you've said nothing. You've done nothing. Right. Why like what? Why? Why do I? Why should I believe you now? Yeah. And so, you know, I, it's just it's frustrating because, like you said, Akima Lu. We've talked about that. We've talked about uh, Keandre Miller, the incident that he had. We've been on this podcast talking about things that, like in the past, that has happened. The player in Montreal who, um, like, the fans were tr- uh, assaulting his family in the stands because they were uh, people of color. And, like, the little kid in, like, I think the D.C. area that was called racial slurs. The little boy up in Detroit that was called racial slurs. And every time that happens, what happens? Oh, Wayne Simmons, what do you think? P.K. Subban, what do you think? Seth Jones doesn't see color. <laughs> like, you know, it's just the same three people. And then everyone's like, oh, I can't believe that he faced racism. But a black player said, hey, buddy. You know, it happens to all of us. All right, that's cool. And then they keep it moving. Yeah, I think with, like, I don't know, I guess I'm thinking out loud. But I think with, like, those instances, you can kind of, I I guess you could kind of be like, oh, well, that person is really bad. Like, that person is racist. racist. Mm -hmm. That's so bad. But I think now um, players are starting to realize that it's kind of a systemic thing. And it's not just an individual action. Like, racism is not just you being racist to somebody and you calling them a racial slur. It's a whole systemic issue that hits us against each other and puts makes other people feel less than. Yeah. That's true. And I just... Honestly, the team statements and even a lot of the player statements have been ringing more and more empty and false to me, Be- like, the longer that they don't follow it up with anything. Like, I don't know that any player, any team has, like, kept sort of this momentum going and trying to, you know, share, continuing to share actionable items and support. That's true. I I will say I there's some players that have been that have been taking like actions. Um, like the first one I think of is like Jonathan Taves. The fact that him and a lot of other Chicago-based athletes um, met together um, in I think like an under like a like a. I don't know. The... Low income area. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And in a low income area. And like, just talk to the, of the um, people who live there and like figuring out what they can do as athletes to, to fix Chicago, which I just thought like it was, it was um, Taves and um, Malcolm Subban, who I didn't even know was on the uh, Blackhawks, but like, yeah, sure. He was there. And um <laughs> They were making, um, they were trying to, to figure out what to do next. I know Braden Holpe, um, 
uh, him and his wife like started a like fundraising auction where they're like donating to um, the Black Lives Matter DC and like other DC um, black charities um, and he's like auctioning off stuff and um, those are the two that are sticking out in my mind right now I, I'm I'm sure there are others but um, just to piggyback like just to, well, actually not to piggyback just go back real quick I also forgot like Jimmy v- Vesey's um, comment or like his response VC Vesey I guess I should respect him and say his last name right. But, like, his response was really good. And he followed up with, like, and I donated. Like, you know, I, I, I think we want more than just donations. But, like, one of the first players is, like, talk about, like, oh, this is what I, like, I see this. This is where I was wrong. And this is what I'm going to do moving forward. I urge you to follow me. Um, he did really good. And then Ben Scrivens, who, like, when's the last time you heard about Ben Scrivens? His response was phenomenal. He talked about like, you know, like where he lacked, like the fact that he didn't change any, he didn't make any changes, what he's going to do in the future and like how he's learned and like educational tools and like everything that's wrong with hockey. He really just broke it down really good. Um, If you don't know it, we'll we'll retweet it on the um, uh, podcast account. And then also, if you haven't seen a lot of these players responses, um, Saucy Rockets has been retweeting them on their account. So if you follow us, I'm pretty sure you follow them. But if not, we will leave a link to, like, their thread of all the responses from players. Um, Patrice Bergeron and the Bruins, they yeah. also did something. Like, they donated money to the and, NAACP of Boston, I guess. Did the Bruins, Bruins do that? I, I know Patrice did it for sure. I don't know if the Bruins did. Oh, okay. Never mind. So not the Bruins. Maybe. Like, I don't want to give I don't want to give credit where credit's not confirmed. So like, <laughs> if they did, we'll come back and follow up. But let's not give them credit. We'll circle Patrice back did. to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just... I feel like a lot of players have donated money. Like, I've seen so many, like, um, screenshots of players on their Instagram being like, I donated money, but, like, the money amount is, like, it's scratched like, off. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you're let rich. Let us see. Let us see. You're rich. <laughs> and the amount of players that I know that I've heard have, like, oh, my gosh, now I need to call up JT Brown because he oh, was on yeah. my team at one point, and then I cannot believe racism was a thing. Even though, even though he was pro, he's been protesting or whatever. Well, he protested the one time, but you know. But like, yeah, just like calling up your one black friend to see, like, oh my god, racism! Can you believe it? We may not want to talk about this person, but we have to give credit where credit is due. Evander Kane speaking up and like going on, I think TV. And like calling out um, Tom Sid. Brady and Sidney Crosby, and like saying like we need people to uh, to speak out on this. Once he did that, like a lot of players like came out and started talking. Like Logan Couture was like, "Don't want to inter- uh, like offend anybody when I say like black people are people," and it's like, <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> but like you know, but it, it was a good <laughs> statement. But I hate him. No, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, like, a fan of Logan Couture, but, um, and, like, I'm not a fan of, uh, Eric, um, Eric, Evander Kane, but, like, he got the ball rolling. Yeah, like, I cannot ignore what he did, and it makes me internally upset, 
and uncomfortable, but... Evander Kane is who um, <laughs> people think P.K. Subban is. <laughs> Doesn't he have, like, a police program, too? Yes. Yeah, it's like police buddies, yeah. If we're talking about players whose responses were bad, uh, P.K.'s was terrible. Like, Oh my god. Please, <laughs> god. Sorry. This is, like, multi-layered. But he didn't even say anything at first. He just, like... Mm-hmm posted a picture that was like it's not a black white or green issue it's a people issue or whatever and then he didn't say anything for like days and he just kind of just retweeted what his white counterparts were saying better than he ever could have yeah and then he kind of just threw money at it he was just like yeah i need the nhl to um match my fifty thousand dollar donation ah uh, ah uh, uh like this that and the third and just you know george floyd's daughter and i'm just like pk i know this is not this is not what you want for yourself but when people think of black players in the nhl you are the first person that they think of so if can we can i get a little juice in that statement if you're gonna make any statement at all like pk please he posted more about like how how about interracial marriage? And then he did about <laughs> black lives. Like, yeah, because that, like, listen, one thing I've for sure realized during this situation is, like, people are going to say, what, like, what they want. Like, they, like, how, no, no, I will say, people are going to say what they mean. If they say a lot, then they, they mean that. If they don't, then they don't. Like, these generic responses are are generic responses for a reason because someone was told that they need to say more. And, you know, I never thought PK was about the black community. Um, and so none of this surprises me. But, like, the one when he, like, tweeted out a Tupac quote Ooh. and then, like, a picture of a quote, right? Like, ones you get off of Getty images. Um, and then Seth Jones retweeted it with a couple of hearts or something. I... I almost fell out. I truly did. And people were, oh my gosh. And people were like, what's wrong with Seth Jones? Like, what do you mean what's wrong? Like, look at what he's what he said. Like, look, you don't see anything wrong, like, wrong with that? Like, you, and that's the thing is through this whole thing, that one thing that's made me a little bit annoyed is that people will call out white players and, like, how they responded to it, but nobody wants to call out the black players and how they responded to it. Like, only black people, I, I like, only black people I've seen called out like pk and like seth jones and stuff like that or people of color i've seen i have seen some people of color but normally like everyone else is just like quiet and it's like you know if you see i know it's uncomfortable and probably like you'll get hate for it but it's still true like you know if you copy and paste like what sid's uh, pk said about and sid posted it people would be like what <laughs> like no because <laughs> like, you know like, if you retweeted something it was like heart 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 like people would be like what yeah so like, <laughs> but I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm. I get frustrated about this because I, I just like, I feel bad for people like that. Like you know, like people who are black or whatever, but they cannot stand fully in their blackness or whatever, and they think that they somehow they're excluded from it when it's just like. You're not, like, this is going to impact you 
like no amount of money that you make the fact that your mom is white or one of your parents is white does not stop you from being black so like these things are gonna impact you and i just can't like i just can't imagine being a person like that who is like who is black and is visibly black it's not like they're white passing or anything like they are black and then they just just choose to ignore that part of them like it's just like the cognitive dissonance that has to go on in order to like be your person I don't know it's just really I find it really really sad um but it's also like you're an adult so I can't feel too bad like you're making these choices it's not like you're a child but I don't know it I don't don't like it yeah no it is it is it is unfortunate and like I I don't I can't see from like I can't see their point of view I I try to empathize with it but there's some people I just like can't like they're too far gone and like I can't there's no way they're coming back and if that's like that's the thing is that like everybody has to learn at some point Mm -hmm. you know like even as black people you have to learn your history and so I get it. Sometimes it's easier for some than others, but you still have to learn it. And like, you can't, like, you can't just like hold that grudge. Well, like, well, black people were mean to me when I was a kid. Like, yeah, same. Like, I got teased by black people. Like, you know, I'm black, I know, full yeah. black. Like, like all... there's no one. Like, there's no. No one can, safe. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, they're like, oh well, like the black community bullied me. Like, yeah, they bullied me too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's just how we like, cope. The community bullied me too. Like, yeah, like you know what I'm saying, but that still doesn't mean that still doesn't like you're still black. You know, you still like I can I because there's some players that said like, well, I've never felt comfortable in either community. Like, I, and that I do I do sympathize and empathize with them with that, but still like, you still are black. These still these issues that we're fighting for still affect you as well. Yeah. So like you should fight for them. But yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too feel like we got on a little bit of a tangent. Yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it, but just knowing who's We're deep. Yeah. Well <laughs> just knowing who like PK's parents are and their mindset after hearing them talk and who Seth Jones' parents are and like listening to his dad. Like I see where mm-hmm. they're getting it from, but it's just like Yeah. You wanna do better for your kids where you're not helping them by being this way. And, like, also as a kid, like, you have to, and that's where, like, there's a problem with the, with hockey and that, that, like, the NHL, it's like, so many players are uneducated. Um, and, and there's that part where you, you go and you move away from your parents and you, you learn and you start to realize that, like, their views may not be your own. And sometimes that, sometimes they are, but, like, the more you know, the more you're able to put together your own opinion and form your own knowledgeable viewpoint and, that just lacks so much in the NHL, especially. And I definitely feel like that could be one of the factors for some of the players of color in the league. All right. Any other like points on players? We spent a little bit more time than I thought we would, but <laughs> We're on a strict come on, we haven't been together in a while. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to the NHL. So what did the NHL did? I tried to find their, like their statement, but it was so far down. So, you know, just know it wasn't mind blowing, or we would have remembered. Or just it. know that there was no follow up, or you would have seen it. Well, yeah. Well, okay. So going like what the NHL did, you know, 
Christy, you and I have talked about this. We saw a lot of Kim Davis, which we tend to do when something that happens with race, the NHL sure does like to tout her out there. And so we, there were a lot of Kim Davis, Davis quotes. Um, we saw a stronger together video where a lot of players in there or people that work in the NHL or in hockey recorded um, like messages in their home and they all like got cut and edited together. So it's just like one street video of it's like, we are stronger together and like end racism and stuff like that. Um, did anyone see that video? I can't watch those kinds of things. It gives me such sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get embarrassed. Um, but I did see the the video they put out of like praising Tyler Sagan before oh, Okay, got- okay. Real quick before we before we get into that. That video I will say I did watch it. It was a video I, for me it kinda kinda came out a little bit too late. It really didn't say anything meaningful. Um and so yeah, not I mean they did something I could tell they were excited about it. But again, not that great. Um, okay, Chrissy, go into the Tyler Sagan thing. I know. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even think I watched the whole thing. I was so embarrassed, but it was just like, um, these are our players, and they show Tyler Sagan at a protest, and they're kind, and they show like um, part of his statement or whatever, and it's just like, is he the only like? Why Tyler Sagan? <laughs> it was so. It was so bizarre. But yeah. I kind of erased that video from my mind. And the NHL erased it from their yeah. <laughs> Twitter account. They deleted that pretty quickly after they got a lot of um, backlash on Twitter. Um, the most cringy part for me was like they took like fans of colors comments and like put it pasted it in there as well like while he was at the protest and it was like I'm a black fan and this means the world to me Tyler and that's just like it's kind of, that just reminds me of like well I have a black friend and they think I'm doing a good job and it's like right. oh don't do that and they kind of made it like they kind of made it look like Tyler was doing something genuine and then they kind of turned it into like a performance yeah thing. yeah publicity yeah and I was just like oh. I definitely yeah it made me because I was actually really surprised by Tyler's comments and it just made me take a couple step back so like okay. I'm not trying to praise a player for doing something that like black players are also doing because like JT Miller went to a uh, went to a protest. Um, Ryan Miller, ugh, I always say JT Miller, JT Brown. <laughs> Ryan Miller from the Ducks, he uh, went uh, attended a protest, I believe. So like there were other players, but like the fact that they like kind of promoted and like just one player, like it wasn't like all the players, right. It wasn't like just a pinpoint of like all the players at protest and like other players doing stuff in the community. It was just specifically Tyler that it was like very much like worship, like publicity. Look at what our white players doing. And look it was white player. very not. Yeah. It was not. Great. You know, what would have been better if like they kind of took clips of Evander Kane's video and then showing mm-hmm. like the different white players that kind of answered his call to action. I think I would have mm-hmm. re- at least appreciated that a little bit more than just like. Hi everyone, quick editing point. Um, what Kelsey is talking about right now is the Kendall Coin thing on her Twitter. Um, something happened with her audio and you couldn't really hear what she said. 
So yeah, that's what Kelsey's talking about, and that's what we're responding to. Okay, bye. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. Um, interesting. I like the fact that um, I guess if you don't really know, back in the day when Colin Kaepernick did his, um, he was kneeling or whatever. Kendall, she was like oh, he's such a fucking idiot, or something like that. And then... Like he's disrespecting the flag yeah. and, like, all that stuff. Yeah. And then recently, because of the George George Floyd murder, she basically, um, I guess, kind of actually thought well, about Well, no, 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 no. It. She, like, came out and was, like, she said, like, oh, like, this is so crazy. Like, I can't believe racism exists. Like, condemn, like, the cop. Like, no, she didn't even say condemn the cop. She was just, like, black lives, like, shouldn't well, be killed. Um, and, like, that's crazy. And then people were like, is this you? And then Cole tweeted it. Was like, <laughs> she was, like, disgusted by Kaepernick. And then she came out and was like, oh. So then then she said what you're about to say. Yeah. Yeah, she was just like, oh, like, I'm going to still keep the tweet up because that's who I was those years ago. But now she's actually learned from it. And, and she grew. And now she sees that racism does exist. And that Colin Kaepernick was not being disrespectful. Yeah, I thought that I have. <laughs> I thought I did not <laughs> like that. I did not like it. Um, you know, I can only I. Her words mean nothing to me. If she like, you know, um, her words mean nothing to me. I would like to see it. I would like to see the change. Um, but I. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, good for you for, like, growing, Kendall. Because I don't know if you grew grew up. That your publicist could have told you to write that. Your publicist could have said, like, oh, no, do this, this, and this. But, like, oh, no. Like, I'm not going to just be like, oh, good for you, Kendall. And I know there's people who have done that. And there's, like, a podcast we may be thinking of that's just like, oh, good for Kendall for, like, admitting she was wrong and, like, standing by her words back in the day. Like, oh, that may, like that makes it even worse. Like, you... You knew you were ignorant. You still spoke on the issue, and you're gonna keep it up there. To like, I I don't get it. Like, I don't know. I I guess maybe I'm being like positive or whatever. But I I guess it could be like, oh, I'm gonna keep it up, and then when people kind of try to bring it back up and like call me back out on it, like I can showcase how i've grown or whatever yeah and like that's the thing is that but like to show that you've grown i'm gonna need more than just words because people can say one thing and not mean it and not do it and not live that way so like i want to see it that's true before i like say oh good job kendall but then i'm also just like so what did what did you guys think colin kaepernick was doing like no but like people legit said he's not like he's not disrespecting the flag like that's like li- people have literally said that the whole time and everyone's like no no he is he is so like you weren't listening like people were trying to tell you and trying he, to help you and you just right. didn't care you were like no no let me live in my ignorance and and he's like he explicitly <laughs> said like hey like i contacted some military guy yes. and he said this is this would be the best way to do it and it's just like your husband isn't he in the, like he's in the nfl like if if you yes. need any inside information, he's the one to go to. So it's just like, what, like, what did you think he was doing? Like, I feel like when people saw him kneeling, they thought he literally like took the flag down from wherever they had it and just like 
ripped it up and spat on it. Like, that's and even if he did do said. that, who cares? <laughs> like, people do a lot, a lot worse to the flag. Like, come on. Um, like, you're not even supposed to wear, like, flag, like, memorabilia and stuff like that. It's, like, supposed to, like, that's, like, tainting the flag. So it's, like, come I, I, it's just, people hold some people to certain standards and they, they hold other people to other standards. It's, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, Kelsey, you brought um, up the, the question. What did you think? No, I mean, I agree. I think that it's, um, <clears throat> I think that her actions will definitely speak louder than her words moving forward. Um, I... I did think, I just, I thought that it was interesting to see someone, and I mean, I don't even want to know, or, I'm sorry, I don't even want to say that, like, they own, she owned it, because like you said, it could have very possibly been so carefully, like, plotted out by a, um, by, like, a publicist or someone like that, so I don't even know, again, how much of it was sincere, but, I mean, I feel like it might, for some fans, be interesting for them to see someone exhibit that growth. And of course, no one should be patted on the back for being like, oh yeah, like, this was, like, messed up of me to say, that wasn't the point, like, oh, can't believe racism exists, like, all that stuff. Um, no one should be patted on the back for that, but I, I think that it's interesting. I feel like sometimes people are expected to get it right on the first try and of course for something as serious and as um dangerous and systematic as racism you know you you do want to get it right on the first try and that's really important but i think that it's interesting to have it out there an example of someone who so obviously did not get it right the first time around and you know maybe she has learned and grown and is trying to exhibit how she's changed her perspective and you know maybe that would make it easier for other people to examine their own behavior and see how maybe they haven't made it right in the past but um yeah i mean until she does something about it i think you know it was an unacceptable comment to make at the time um i don't still is obviously but yeah i just i, I don't know i'll be interested to see what happens next yeah. I think that's a really interesting point though, Kelsey. In that like a lot of the times I guess we are ex- we do expect people to get things right on the first time and just being like how did you not know that this was a thing? Like how, like how mm. like how did you not know or how are you so willing to speak on something that you so clearly didn't understand? But um I maybe I'm going to be um, optimistic and say that maybe she will actually grow from it but I do often think that like most of the time once people kind of are awoken to the fact that racism exists or other like atrocities exist they're just like okay I know about it and that's enough yeah you know Kelsey I think you bring up a really good point in the fact that like you know, she, she didn't, it's not, I get what you mean when you say, like, own it. Like, she took, like, she said what she said, and she's not gonna, like, she's not gonna delete it, like, certain people or teams might delete evidence that they, you know, messed up. But my thing is that, like, I can definitely understand that 
where like people aren't going to get it right when they're learning and trying to do better and to know better and, and to evolve. I get that you're not always going to get it right. And if you're open to like understanding why you didn't get it right and retrying, I get that. But in that moment, when people called her out on it the day she posted that, she didn't care about getting it right. She was ignorant to it and she thought, nope, I'm not even going to listen to anybody else's opinions. I'm not going to even listen to the guy himself before I make that judgment. And so for that, I don't like her. No, yeah, that's totally. And so I can't like, I can't like see past that. So like as of right now, years later, when like so many like people died, like and for this now with like the whole world is like finally like waking up and talking about it. Now you want to join in. I'm I'm not like letting you into the club. Like, right, <laughs> sorry, right, like right. I'm closing the door and I want to see you do better before I'm like, OK, I can see that growth. But I I get where you're coming from. And I think that's that's a really good place to come from. And you too, Christy. But like for me, I just don't like her. So I can't. But I think that's really interesting because like normally most of the time, 75%, maybe 50% of the time, we normally all agree with each other. So I like that we like don't in this point. But like hopefully <laughs> we explained it to the point where like the the listener can like understand where each of us are coming yeah. from. Hopefully. And I mean, I'm still, I get where you I'm still skeptical from. of her. Like I don't yeah. completely think that like some of it was damage control. Like a lot of it was damage control. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not that's like, not oh, right. like she's done a complete one like i'm not gonna be like tyler sagan like can yeah. The queen, like, <laughs> yeah 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 that makes moving on a little bit um okay so like i said we've been or like i said before we've been hearing a lot from kim davis um she was asked um in an espn article like you know will the nhl continue to have a relationship with the police like amongst everything that's going on and she said this is her full quote she said they will artfully and carefully to answer that question she says i think in at this moment we have to highly we have to be highly sensitized to the fact that people are feeling a great deal of tension in communities regarding the police um but she says that this is an institutional and systematic matter, not an individual matter. This is not about individual people. It's not about good or bad. It's about systems. As we look to resume, uh, we look to the resumption of play and ultimately back in the stadiums. We will all have to be. We will all have to integrate and investigate how we ensure that those relationships can continue to be perceived as pos- positive, and how we eliminate them as positive. And relate that to the fans who will feel uh, compromised by police brutality. Which I thought was, like, a long, pretty way of saying, yeah, we're still, like, having our, like, police nights. What are you talking yeah. about? Why would you even ask me that? Um, and on one hand, I sympathize with her because, like, the NHL really does have, like, have her do a lot of their dirty work. And they're, like... You know, um, they're like, oh, you know, like no one at this time when like a statement like that from Gary Bettman, I'd be like you like I would like trash him. But I'm not going to do that to like a black woman when like there's so much going on with black women right now that I'm not going to like trash her. But like they really do make her say like they they really make her say the dirt do the dirty work. It's so annoying. 
Because like she's like one of the only black women in hockey, so it's like I'm not gonna rip her to shreds. <laughs> Isn't she the only black? Woman? She's like one of for sure. Like at the, in NHL headquarters, she's like one of five top. I just, I just feel like, you know, like when you when you have a job, and then like they want you to do all of these things, yeah. and then they don't actually give you any tools to succeed. Mm-hmm. And then your job kind of is a nebulous title. I feel like that's where Kim Davis is at this point. And especially the fact that she is one of the only black people working closely with Gary Bettman. I I seriously wonder, like, where her voice is actually, like, heard. And, like, if she um, does get to make any meaningful input. Yeah. Um, but she, I feel like she's like, what's that saying? Like a rock in a heart. Yeah, yeah she is. Whatever. Just to be clear, like her, um, her, like her professional, like name, like what her position is, is she's the executive vice president of social impact growth initiatives and legislative affairs. And like that already. So what does that mean? Yeah. Like that's, first of all, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot to be like to be the head of like so many things can fall under that so I just feel like they're like you said Chrissy you know telling her to you know fix all of this but they don't give her enough um, help to do it yeah and it sounds like social relations and all that stuff but what it really means is um, <laughs> racism basically. yeah they're like so all the, the racism that's racist prevalent here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot Solve of it, please. Here. Our players are very racist. Like, can you help us? And she's just like, I guess. I don't know. Um, I thought that was an interesting question because even when all this happened and all of the responses from teams, I always assumed that the NHL would continue to have a close relationship with um, police, the police and law enforcement. Maybe that relationship can like change or if they're gonna continue to have a relationship with law enforcement maybe like minimize it a little bit do we need like cop appreciation month every other week maybe not like can we highlight other communities that um that can work closely with the nhl so it's not just like um it's not just like the the law enforcement and then 90s night so can we do other things in between that so it's not only law enforcement and then law enforcement gets kind of hyped up um maybe especially if you're not going to want to get rid of it yeah i mean i don't know what they're going to do i don't expect them to do anything to be honest i don't expect the nhl to do anything regarding racism within hockey at all because they haven't before so i don't expect them to change now um but they have they oh go ahead i see you about this. But, but then i kind of wonder like okay so the nhl is the nhl can only control like the nhl and i guess the ahl to some to some extent but then there's all these other leagues and it's like racism is learned right so it's not like one day you wake up and all of a sudden you're racist like these issues like begin ideally like in the home and then like you know in junior hockey and then where they go to like ECHL leagues so it's like the NHL isn't in charge of that so how 
how realistically can we kind of expect the NHL to fix racism in hockey when it's like, like they're not in charge of these leagues? Yes, but also the NHL has a lot of control because at the end of the day, anyone who's in hockey and like in those leagues seriously wants to get to the NHL. So if they crack down and have like a hard policy of like no race racial slurs, like none of no hate or xenophobia in the locker room within the league, like with and then they start to promote diversity truly, where they have like a lot of diversity in their front office, in their organizations, like other teams will change that. Because like you it's the same thing as that like when the NHL chain made changes to the games you saw that like ripple effect into the other leagues because people are trying to train, get these kids into the NHL. So if they're sitting there saying like, okay, well we don't hire racist coach coaches. So any of the coaches that are in juniors trying to work their way up, aren't going to like try not to get caught saying racist stuff. And then, so hopefully that changes the mindset of them not being racist and like the NHL implementing like all this like training and like, hopefully that, dwindles down into the other organizations because like at the end of the day everyone wants to get to the nhl no matter what you're doing in any aspect of it where you're working in the um the training facilities if you're trying to be a gm if you work in the front office if you're in the social media if you're on the ice like everyone is trying to get to the nhl so if the nhl makes a change in their like hard like policy of like no we're not like we're not accepting that then the other leagues will follow like that's for sure I believe that, like, wholeheartedly. Okay. I guess it's, like, trickle-down economics, but, like, <laughs> I mean, the best example is, like I said, like, what is it? The offsides and, like, the red line. I know, like, a lot of that changed, mm-hmm. like, after Sid and them got into the league. And then you see that now all now all the kids 10 years ago, like, the, like McDavid, they all grew up playing that type of hockey. So that's the hockey that they know. You, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. So one thing I wanted to get to was that the NHL um, created four committees to examine and take action on diversity issues facing the league and the sport. And this was, of course, uh, coming from our friend, Kim Davis. Uh, she said that this initiative has been in the planning stages for months, but... With everything that has happened, uh, they decided to speed it up, which, like, okay, yeah, it's been in plan for months. Like, the <laughs> NHL, I just do not trust them. They're she so wrote fake. this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is something that definitely has, like, they probably talked about, but, like, the Gary Bettman was like, sure, 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 and, like, never got to it. And now they're like, what's that one thing we were talking about? And they're like, oh, these councils on racism and diversity. Yeah, I need it by next <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, okay, put them out so this seems like we're doing something. But, um, so, yeah. So we all heard about that one council that um, is like made up of uh, or it's called the executive inclusion, uh, executive inclusion council. Uh, And it's made up of five NHL owners, five team presidents and two general managers. This council will oversee the committees and they will take actions based on recommendations from the committees, which will feature different stakeholders. So under these committees, it's the Player Inclusion Committee, um, which is compiled of both current and former NHL players, as well as women players from the U.S. and Canada. Then there's the Fan Inclusion Committee, made a, made up of chief, chief marketing 
officers from the NHL teams, as well as different partners the league has worked with in the multicultural space. Okay. Uh, then the Youth Inclusion Committee uh, will be made up of leaders from the USA Hockey and Hockey Canada, parents, and those who are running youth hockey organizations in, in communities. I have a very, like, I don't like that at all. <laughs> um, and then the, Kim also says that the NHL is also creating a task force that will focus on issues of development for minority coaches and officials. I mean, made up of leaders from USA Hockey. I don't trust USA Hockey, like, as far as I can throw them. Their president is a racist. Literally, ask Trevor Daly. (laughs) For how convoluted this um, initiative is, I can believe that it's been in stages for months. But (laughs) I'm... uh, Okay, I I think my biggest issue about it is the fact that they can they will act on recommendations from the committees. Mm-hmm. So, like, by the time um, a recommendation is, I guess, put into an, put into action, it would have been seen by five owners, five, five team presidents, and two general managers. And it's just, like, how many of those people are going to be people of color? Mm-hmm. And then I feel like the council... Like by the by the end of it, can probably like twist the recommendation yes. to it until it's something like unrecognizable. Yeah, I agree, and I know one one person in the council is Kim Pagula, which like I don't want her anywhere near anything. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> is it because she's like one of the few non-white owners? I don't know why she's in there, but she is, and no, thank you. Um, I, that's a really good point, Christy. There's no diversity within the councils, uh, or within the council, and there's everyone is too in the NHL. Like they're too close to the NHL. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense, there's no like someone that's like has no stock in this, and they just literally want to make it better. Yeah that's in this council that oversees all of it in the committee sure but like in the councils like you know there's people who are in the trenches and doing the work come up and show like this is why we need this we need this but the people in the council could just be like no or like oh like you said water it down to the point where it's basically useless which is like how the nhl likes to operate what do you think kelsey no i i agree i think that like the council is like, all these committees will do work and be like, here, we brought this. And then the council will try to make it more palatable for, like, the yeah. NHL's fan base, which would be, you know, mostly, like, n- none of it is going to really completely foster, you know, this inclusion. Because yeah, they don't want to market that to their primarily white fan base. And when you said uh, palatable, and my mind instantly went to um, comfortable. It's yeah. gonna be it's yeah, it's yeah. gonna be so comfortable and easy for people to just like like you said, digest this and be like, oh okay, I get that. When like change is uncomfortable. Yeah. Like that's like it's a fact. So it's gonna be it's gonna be like hockey is for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Like um, that guy, he made it for like his son or whatever, and he wanted to 
you know, change cultures in the locker room. And now it's basically like, wear this, have this on your stick or not. Like, yeah, if you do it, that's fine. If you don't, also fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And like, it's just, I can just see the NHL ruining this. So it's like, I'm not even excited for it. I want to be excited for it, but I don't trust it. (laughs) Not at all. No, I, I am. I definitely don't trust this. Um, There was one, I believe it's in, in an athletic article, but someone was talking to um, someone like an unnamed source that works for like in the PR department for a team. And they were like, yeah, I mean, we, the reason why we said what we said, we had to like, really be careful with the wording is because like we are going to um we are going to we don't want to make anyone who like is pro police anti black lives matter upset with our words and like i can just like that in and of itself reminds me of like the nhl yeah because like that's what like even with the quote i said with kim davis like they are really towing the line to like not make anyone upset and or not to make anyone who is pro police anti black lives matter upset or make to make anyone uncomfortable and that mindset is just like not the mindset of change so it's like really just in my mind i i, I can't even expect change from the nhl yeah. so but and, and the nhl ha- doesn't have like like clout like the nba does like if a fan says yeah i'm not gonna watch anymore because y'all are pro black lives matter black lives matter the nba can just be like okay like that's fine we have we have all this other money coming in and all this other source of income and i feel like the nhl is so insecure in terms of their fan base and in terms of like keeping the fans that they have since it's such a niche sport that they never want to do anything that can make those fans like feel away because they're so scared of them leaving. I definitely agree with that. So I did want to move on to some positive outcomes that we've seen from this. Um, I stated earlier that like Braden Holpe is doing um, some charity work towards Black Lives Matter. Um, Jonathan Taves has been sharing on his personal Instagram. And then like also, like I said, in the um, Chicago area um of like doing the work with like other athletes but one thing that i'm excited to see what happens is the hockey diversity alliance and this alliance is put together uh to eradicate racism and intolerance in hockey they strive to be a force for positive change not only within hockey but within society and so this is a group of past and present NHL players that have come together and formed this alliance. Um, They are Wayne Simmons, Matt Dumba, Trevor Daly, Chris Stewart, um, Joel Ward, Evander Kane, and Akeem Alou. And yeah, they are independent of the NHL, which I think out of everything that their document said, that was the one point that made me the happiest is that they are independent of the NHL. The NHL cannot take credit for what they do, they do and what they, <laughs> you know, anything that any change that they might bring and they're not controlled by the NHL. So they can do actual work. Um, 
And uh, one thing that they said, they spoke to Colin Kaepernick before um, they released uh, their document forming this alliance. And they spoke with him. I want to say, I think there was like around like almost an hour, hour and a half of just like resources, like change, like just educating themselves because some of these players are from Canada and the other players are from America, I think. Is anyone American? Yeah. Trevor Daly. Who's American? Trevor Daly. He might be the only American. <laughs> Chris Stewart? No, I think he's... I think he's Canadian. But still, it's fine. Because, <laughs> listen, Canada experiences racism yeah. too. So. <laughs> so, yeah, like, Trevor Daly is our only American, but it's fine. Um, but, yeah, they were just, like, educating themselves, which I appreciate. And... Um, it was said because like after they released this information, a lot of people were kind of like, well, where are the women? Because it is all guys right now. But they said they tend to release um, more information and more board members um, that do include women. So hopefully we will see some women hockey player hockey players on there. And just a diverse group to really fix this because I'm rooting for them. I love like a lot of the players like Wayne Simmons and Trevor Daly like my heart Joel Ward it's yeah I just like like a lot of them I'm hoping for the best and the one thing that they are aiming to do is really to get into um junior hockey and and youth hockey because I mean if they all experienced like a lot of their bad experiences happened in junior hockey and youth hockey so um that's one of the that's one of the things they really want to jump in and, and work to eradicate um, in that area. So I love that. Yeah. yeah. I, I love this so much. And the fact that they are going straight to the source and like youth hockey and stuff, because that's when I feel like players feel the least mm-hmm. like they have a voice. Yeah. And now that these are players that quote unquote made it, so now they can showcase showcase like you should say something if you mm-hmm. want to make change and kind of being like oh, this is not okay and i like how matt dumba is on this yeah because like yes. he's he's not black but like you know he's a bit he's about that life oh he's <laughs> he's, he's definitely fight he fights the fight i mean okay if you didn't know like he's a dark-skinned filipino so like he goes through it yeah yeah and um, and I like that they have all come together and hopefully other um, black uh, players or players of color follow follow and in their footsteps and join and want to do stuff. Because I know there are players that have spoken out about this and, and want to do more. They just don't know what to do. And sometimes you aren't the leader. Like sometimes you can't think of like things like this to do, but you want to help. And mm-hmm. I like that, like hopefully more players join in. Um, so I'm excited to see what they, what they do moving forward. And I'm excited to support them any way that I can. So, yeah. Another thing I wanted to point out, there was a video of WHL players, um, or, um, sorry, black or black WHL players are players of color um, that came together in a video and just talked about what Black Lives Matter means to them and like their feelings on it. And I thought it was a really powerful video. It was the boy. I was just so proud of them. Like I don't didn't know any of them <laughs> because I mean, like uh, 
<laughs> I, like the WHL, I'm not versed on, on a lot of the players that come out of that league. But um, I, I was just so proud of them. You could tell they're young, and they're, it, it was past and current uh, players. So they were all like like under 22 doing this. And I just, it meant a lot to see them doing that. And I was just so proud of them. Um, and it took courage because there were only like a handful of them. And I can imagine that they, you know, if they're currently in the WHL, this is a big thing for them. Like the, talking about racism in hockey is not easy. It's not supported. So, um, I thought that was really, uh, I was that was a really big step, and I was really proud of them. Yeah, yeah. So I will. I'm pretty sure we tweeted that out on the account, but if not, we will tweet it out again. So you guys will be up to date uh, with everything that we're talking about. Um, were there anything that, like, specifically that you guys that I didn't talk about that were positive outcomes that you saw? Not particularly. Um, I, for me, I'm mostly looking hopefully positively towards what comes next um mm -hmm. and hoping all the best with the changes that the nhl has made um and then of course the hockey diversity alliance i'm very excited about so and even like i even the stuff coming from the whl um is very um heartening like if those players are willing to speak out then hopefully you know they're coming from even more minor league leagues that are maybe being more nurturing towards more nurturing and more supportive of um, diversity and so I don't know I was cautiously optimistic on the amount of hockey players that came out and made um, their little statements I know we kind of discussed it, um, um, especially Canadian hockey players, because Canada likes to think that racism doesn't exist. So hopefully if they can acknowledge the racism that happens in America, they can potentially start acknowledging and realizing the racism that happens in their own country. Um, so, yeah. Um, one thing that I forgot to put on the outline, and but I want to talk about, is that um, so current and former NHLers are calling for greater transparency um, in the GTHL uh, as they keep secret data for penalties called on discrimin discriminatory slurs. So um, the GTHL is like the Greater Toronto Hockey League. And so players like, I believe, Wayne Simmons and Nazem Kadri went through that development and Nazem Kadri specifically like tweeted out talking about like yeah they need to talk they need to be completely transparent um and the the penalties called need to be harsher um but they did come out with that data and it was it was the past three years um but it was so all over the place we'll uh we'll link to an article from ESPN that has the data there but they talk about um they have like racial slurs, homophobic slurs, sex, sexism slurs. Um, and they, they're just all over the way, all over the place with their tracking. But, you know, I think the biggest thing, um, specifically with like what to do next, um, it, as a fan is to just hold these leagues accountable. Like, what are you doing with, um, like with the data that you're, that you have for racial slurs or any type of discriminatory slur 
and putting the fire to these teams' feet because the more you push and the more you demand, they will have to start doing it. And I think the biggest thing specifically to racism, but as a whole for discriminatory slurs, is that there is no data on this. Like, no one is doing the research and... I think that's like the biggest thing is that we know this is happening. We see that it's happening, but we can't pinpoint exactly how many kids are going through this, how many um, times this is happening, because the more the I mean, the fact that they don't track it, it's easier for them to turn the other cheek and say it's not happening. So, you know, as fans, like, you know, holding leagues accountable, especially youth leagues, like, uh, I know that's like, you've talked about that a lot, Christy, is like, because it happens so much there, holding these leagues accountable usa hockey uh hockey canada like fig- like what asking them what are they doing like bombarding their twitter accounts or their social media or, or you know we talk about like writing letters for the black lives matter movement writing letters to these teams because the more you bombard them the more they can't ignore it right you know so that just came to me as i thought about that <laughs> <laughs> but you know i mean what are some other next steps that you guys think is necessary to continue to keep this conversation going. You know, one thing that comes to mind when I think of that is just holding these these players and teams and the NHL accountable. You know, the players that specifically have talked about it and like figuring out like, you know, what are you continuing what are you continuing to do to help this? You know, it's not just, you know, everyone's in a pandemic, we're all home, we all see it. Now we have you know, we want to talk about it, but what happens when the season starts? What happens when, you know, you're on break, like holding these players accountable, the teams accountable and the NHL. And it seems like it's a daunting task, but it's so necessary. And there are groups that are doing this. And so, you know, supporting those groups um, and supporting the players that are doing the work is so important. Yeah. I think um, just reminding players that, okay, you made a donation, okay, you walked in a protest, like, eventually the listening and learning has to stop, and then the actions have to begin to happen. It's not, um, it's not enough to just, like, listen and learn, because then you're just you're not doing anything and then you're still going to profit from the system. So coming up with actual like tangible things that they can do that kind of dismantles racism. Yeah. Something, um, and to be completely honest, I don't know how much of this falls on the teams versus like arena staff and I'm not sure how much of arena staff is like controlled by the team but like fan behavior I think is a is a big thing that um I and something that I think is actionable for teams and um if they really want to you know foster a environment of community and of inclusivity I think it's really important that they make it clear to Um, Not only their players, but definitely their players, but also their fans that, you know, racism isn't welcome in their arena. It's not welcome, you know, on their online spaces. Anyway, I think that I think that teams have to be a lot more firm with um, their fans as well. That's a really good point. And that's something that you're right. Teams have control over. 
And it's not just, you know, oh, kicking someone out when they say something. It's, you know, telling your fans. Like before, you know, um, handing out season tickets or anytime someone buys a ticket to go to tag along in those emails that every team emails, every team is always emailing about games. You know, racism is not tolerated here. We have a strict no um, discriminatory slurs policy. Um, You know, having that in the arena so fans can see, like, this is a no-nonsense policy. Like, we will not tolerate that. It's so important because that language is so important to welcome fans in and to remind them that this is a safe space for anyone. the, the, The only people, like, everyone loves hockey here, and so there's no no one is going to be allowed to to say and to treat fans horribly because we're all welcome here. So I think that's a really good point, Kelsey. Thanks for bringing that up. And there was an article, I believe, from... It was a Chicago... I think the Chicago Athletic um, beat writer. He sat down and brought a ton of different black fans um, and, and just had like a round table with them and just like a, spoke on their experiences as, as a, as a fan of color. And so if you don't really know what that experience is about, I definitely recommend that you read that. But if you are a fan of color, like you already know, but yeah, like there's definitely things that teams can do to continue this conversation and to, you know, create a safer space. It's, it's not just a hashtag on Twitter. It's like actual actions. Yeah. but i i guess i wonder i i like the idea of like banning players like if this is going to be a zero um zero zero tolerance policy i think it needs to be more strict than just like hey like you you're kicked out of the game i think it needs to be like you're banned from this arena because you don't know how to treat other people, like, fairly. And I am skeptical on, like, the NHL or teams providing, like, actual places where you could go to complain about someone and it actually being, like, done. But I think that speaks to a, a bigger problem. That, like, people don't feel comfortable or people don't even believe that teams would do that. And for teams not to just think, like, okay, well, this is a, a, the arena that we work in's problem. It's not our problem. Right. Does You know, like, because I know specifically that the Flyers have done that where it's like, well, you have to go to the Wells Fargo Center, like, their thing. Like, you should care about how your fans are being treated in, in the arena that you play in. Right. Right. And it's like you will be attacked if you if you like walk down the stairs while they're while they're in play. Yeah. But if someone says something racist to me, like all of a sudden you can't do anything. I was trying to end this on a positive note, but I mean it's the NHL, so I don't think we ever will have that. But I think this is a really good conversation. I think that you know one thing that we can do is to continue this conversation on our podcast because you know, it's important, um, and it's necessary. And I think that's something that we can control. So, yeah. So we want to thank you guys so much for listening. I know it was a long episode, but I think we touch on some really important topics 
And um, we're going to do our best to continue the conversation. So we urge you to conversate with us. You can find us on Twitter at where's underscore my underscore stick. Um, We're always down to talk and to retweet any of these issues so that um, you know what we're talking about when we reference stuff in the podcast. With that, we want to thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.